Hello, hello. So here we are, completing chapter 32. Very, very powerful chapter, and we are now at the end. So we said yesterday that if you have someone who is not on your level of terror and is sinning, are you supposed to do it? Are you supposed to hate him? And we said, no, God forbid. How could you hate him? He's not deserving of your hate. He's not on the level to receive your hate. So what are you supposed to do? Love him. Love him and hopefully through your love, draw him close to God. Draw him close to Judaism. And let's say you don't. You send him all this love and warmth and it doesn't bring him close. The Rebbe says, so what? You still have amazing Avos Yisrael. You still have the amazing value of loving another Jew. But let's say there's someone, today's Tanya, that he really is close to you. He really is on your level spiritually. He really is close to you. He really is sinning. And you really give him muster. You give him rebuke from your depths of your heart with a lot of love. And he's not listening. And you give him more rebuke. And you pull deeper out of yourself. And you pull more love out of yourself. And maybe you take on extra good resolution to spiritually help him. And you keep pushing, pushing, pushing until he says, forget it. Don't talk to me anymore about this. So what can you do? You love him. You have a loving relationship. He's on your level of Judaism. You've given him rebuke until he won't hear it from you. What are you supposed to do? At this point, you have an obligation to help him. You, you actually have an obligation, according to the Torah, to hate him. But, the Rebbe says, but even such a person, you didn't lose your obligation to love him. So you have to completely love him. He's a Jew. And you have to love every Jew like you love yourself. And at the same time, you have to hate him. And we say, wait a minute. That's impossible. I'm supposed to love and hate one person? Am I schizophrenic? What's going on? And the answer is not schizophrenic. Because you're loving and hating two very different aspects. Him, him, love. Love his soul and love him. And the evil, the evil that's trapping his soul the evil that's so thick that despite all of your love and despite all of your warmth and all of your care and all of your sincerity and your rebuke coming from the depths of your heart, it still doesn't penetrate? That's a really thick evil. That evil deserves to be hated. So you're not hating him. You're hating the evil that's surrounding his soul. Him? Him love. But then a person could say, I mean, it sounds good on paper, but... In reality, I can't do it. I can't love and hate the same person. No, 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 you're not loving and hating the same person. You're loving him and you're hating his evil. Oh, I can't do that either. So the other says, I'm going to give you another strategy. This is a very practical strategy. I remind it and recommend it all the time. Compassion. Compassion is an amazingly powerful tool we possess. Why is it so amazing? Because compassion frees love and mitigates hatred. Meaning, you have to hate him. But tactless, you don't want to hate him. You just want to hate that evil, like a surgeon, just touching exactly the right thing to pull out. Him you want to love. But I'm human. So the hate might spill over, even to parts of him that I don't want to hate. I don't want to hate the evil. I don't want to hate him. But I'm not a surgeon. It's not a knife. It's an emotion. So it could spill over and affect it as well. So the answer is no. 
Because when you have such compassion for a person, compassion frees love and minimizes hatred. So if you really have compassion, and it should be very easy to feel compassion, here's a Jew who's so stuck in evil that you, who love him so much, are not able to extricate him. He's not able to hear and absorb on a conscious level and accept your words. It's such compassion for his soul trapped in that evil. So, of course it's easy to have compassion for him, and you love him anyway. The more compassion you have, the more you love him. And the more compassion you have, and the more you love him, that hatred will truly become a knife, a surgical precise knife, just the evil and nothing else. I'm going to globalize this for a second. A very practical tool. When you're stuck sometimes with a person and there's negative feelings, go to compassion. Compassion powerfully releases our love, powerfully minimizes any negative emotion. You can't really get hurt from someone if you're feeling compassion for them. You really, really, really can't. So here we have the ultimate point. Look what the Rebbe did. We said this is about loving every Jew. And we spent half a chapter talking about who to eat. To come to the point of saying, don't. To come to the point of realizing that from those 15 million Jews out there, anyone who's sinning, like 99% of them, I'm just supposed to love them completely. And for that very, 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 very rare situation, where I actually am biblically required to hate, I'm still required to love the person. And never the hatred is only for the evil. And when I add heavy doses of compassion, that hatred is going to be so minimal, so narrow, so focused, and that love will be so overwhelmingly strong that both the love and the hatred will truly make of him. Because he'll feel so strongly your love, and he'll feel so strongly your hatred of the evil, that he'll be like, wait a minute, I know how much you care for me. I feel how much you love me. I feel you love overwhelmingly. And I feel how much you hate that evil I'm stuck in. So, so... It really isn't evil I'm stuck in, like, like I really know all the time. At the very end, parenthetically, the Rebbe says, either people are actually only supposed to hate. And the answer is, I'm not going to go into all the details because it's sort of complex and detailed, but the bottom line is, someone who is a legally defined min or apikairis, meaning someone who knowingly knows God, denies God, and teaches it to others. Meaning, if a person is, like, personally uh, apikairis, he personally knows and denies God, but he's not spreading it, it's still not the category. But know, deny, and push it and teach it to others. Such a person, there's nothing left to love, because there's no shovel left to him. And we have a hatred of him. Why? Because he's poisoning other Jews to make has v'shalom, God forbid, God hateful to other Jews. But the overwhelming message of this chapter is love. Love the Jews you know you're supposed to love. Love the Jews you might be surprised you're supposed to love. And even if you're supposed to hate a Jew, love him even more. Love is the most powerful tool in our arsenal. And that, plus compassion, is an amazing, practical way to truly reach every single Jew. Some parts of time you're harder, perhaps, to see how applicable I hope everyone walks away and re-looks at their relationships and opens themselves up to love, opens themselves up to look at the other Jew and see their soul, and opens themselves up in difficult relationships to add lots and lots of compassion to those relationships. 
it's interesting. I'm just going to have one extra note. The Rebbe says that nowadays we can go even beyond what is written here in Tanya. Because in Tanya, what we are learning is, I love you by ignoring your body. So if your body gets in the way, well, I'm different than you. So I could love you, but I can't love you like me. I can only love you for your, for your virtues. If I'm loving you for your virtues, then I'm going to love everyone a little differently. But if I can ignore you on the surface and just get to you as a soul, we're all the same. I can love everyone equally. But Rebbe says nowadays we can go beyond that. There's a mimer of the Rebbe, the last mimer to date distributed by the Rebbe, Atatitzava, which is actually a mimer of Purim Katzen, Adar, Aleph, Tashin Abiz, where the Rebbe explains that a Jew can access the level of relationship with Hashem that his inner core penetrates him at all his levels. So when your inner core is penetrating every revealed level of soul power, it penetrates you as a human being, as a person, as a personality, with all your physical dimensions as well. And when one Jew looks at the other Jew like that, the soul and the body are so fused that I love you completely, your soul, me, penetrating your body. And your differences aren't differences. They're just different, beautiful manifestations of self. Any questions? Star six. Okay. Got a lot of work to do on this, I'm sure. I've got a lot of work to do with this, I'm sure. We should all do a little more work. I think the world will definitely appreciate more love, more compassion, and with more compassion, even more love flowing.